In this episode of Monday Moments, we're talking about the finishing touch, so sit back and stay tuned for more. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Monday Moments, the show in which we take a deeper dive into Sunday Sermon. I'm Travis, your host. With me today is Pastor James, and we're talking about the finishing touch. We are just about to wrap up our series on Prepared for Purpose. If you've not had a chance to watch this past Sunday's message or any of the messages in this ser- series, excuse me, you can do so uh, here on our YouTube channel, on our website, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And without further ado, let's jump into it. Yeah. So uh, we're talking about... Um, the finishing touch, yeah. uh, kind of as I said at the beginning, and I loved your illustration. Uh, you, you know, you brought out that Adirondack chair mm-hmm. um, that you built for Kelly yeah. uh, with much love and attention <laughs> and patience and time, and uh, you used it as a way to illustrate that even though it was functional, it yeah. served its purpose. It was rough. It yeah. was unfinished, and it could still maybe cause some splinters or be somewhat uncomfortable. But it, I mean, still useful. But yeah. Um, there was a difference when you have a piece of furniture that is obviously finished. Somebody took the time to really, you know, sand it down, mm-hmm. treat it really well. Um, it doesn't have all the burrs and the and the splinters and everything else. And so I wondered if maybe you could give a, a real quick uh, recap and maybe the big idea from yeah, this past yeah. Sunday. Yeah, the, the uh, I think the big idea was that um, oftentimes we we can kind of use our our faith is in a very utilitarian way. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's sufficient to, um, it's sufficient to get me into heaven. It's sufficient to, uh, kind of function within the body of Christ, but sure. it, it doesn't really have the, um, the value that it, it could otherwise. And, um, you know, a couple of things that I said about it, it, uh, the, the, the Adirondack chair, um, I used the cheapest materials possible. Yeah. <laughs> I built it as fast as I possibly yeah. could. And I copied someone else's design, yeah. and I think that sometimes that's how our faith gets thrown together. We, we, we put the the least amount of effort. Um, we 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 sacrifice the least amount to accomplish the purpose, and and oftentimes we're just we're just imitating something that maybe we see in someone else's life, um, as opposed to um, kind of that finished piece yeah. where. Um, you know, I was, I'm willing to commit however much time is necessary to bring that piece to its full potential. Um, the, the cost is whatever the cost is, like, what does it cost to bring about that, that vision, um, so that it's complete. But then the other part is that, um, you know, that piece that I'm working on is, is an original design. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not been copied. It's not been modeled after anything else. And, and I think that as we as we look at that, the difference is is uh, you know when it when it comes to furniture, the difference is my passion for for one versus the other. Yeah. And I think that when it comes to our faith, we we related a lot to um, what, what was going on, and both in the church in Rome and in Corinth was that they were they were elevating these gifts above everything else. And um, we've talked a lot the last couple of weeks that uh, gifts are given, but fruit is produced. Yeah. And um, and it was this idea that um, they were upholding the gift as being the most important thing. And, mm-hmm. and Paul was saying, it, it's it, it, if you don't have love, yeah. like the gift doesn't have, and that 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 dialogue that he gives in in First Corinthians thirteen, where he says, "If I have all of this, mm-hmm. uh, all all that is it w- could possibly be available, that I had this in fullness." 
but I didn't have love. It would yeah. profit me nothing. And so looking at our lives in the same way, it's um, is, is everything being kind of motivated from that place of love? Yeah. And it makes me think of, you know, in our, in our culture, in our, in our economic markets, a lot of times what we see is when somebody rolls out a new product, Mm -hmm. um, they've gone through all the testing, they've got maybe the patent or something, but it's not long after they release that product that you start seeing the cheap imitations come out. And the people who are like, well, I don't want to pay as much for the real thing. I'll, you know, maybe shop on blank website, uh, and find one for cheaper, you yeah. know, and it's like, yeah. okay, I mean, it kind of works, but it's definitely not the same. It's not, yeah. doesn't have the same value. And when I hold it in my hands or I use it or I wear it or whatever, yeah. it just doesn't feel the same. And it also makes me think of all of the times people have attempted Pinterest, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> recipes or, or designs or, or whatever. And, you know, they even have a show around it, nailed it, you know, <laughs> it just like doesn't quite live up to the original. Um, and so I think that that is uh, such a great um, example in the physical world yeah. to model something that we see in the spiritual world yeah. as well. Um, when we don't take the time for that refining or to allow God to build that original design within us, yeah. um, we just end up with something that, yeah, maybe kind of functions, but yeah. not certainly not what it could be. Well, and, and I think that that's important because, you know, the the Bible says, and we and we read these scriptures yesterday, but um, we love because he first loved us. And yeah. so um, when when we talk about, you know, God has a plan and a purpose for our life, it's it is this it is this original thing. He's not he's not trying to make us just like somebody else. Yeah. Like he has a he has a plan and a purpose. And we've we've talked a lot on this prepared for purpose series about this idea that God God does. He he passionately loves us and he has a he has a plan for our life and he has gifts that he wants to give us. But but he gives us gifts so that they'll produce fruit. Like yeah. there, there's a there's a purpose behind it. But they will never produce fruit without love, and and love is costly. Yeah, like love, yeah, yeah. love is going to cost me. If I love someone, th- there's going to come a point where it, it requires sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, it requires it certainly requires time. Yeah, you know I don't get to I can't love people quickly. Um, you know it can't just be like okay, well that's that's enough. Yeah. that's enough for today. Right. You know, um, and and it it requires that. Uh, that time and that investment and in, in all of those different things and and when we when we when we do that when we talk about the gifts um, I mentioned it again I mentioned it yesterday but it was this idea that says um, you know when we when we when we talk to people and when we describe people oftentimes what we're doing is 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 we're saying well what's you know what's your gift like mm-hmm. where where what what are what are your gifts and in all these different things and 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 it's it's kind of getting the cart before the horse, yeah. um, we, we, we should be starting at saying, how, how well do you love? Right. Like what does this, does this person love God? Well, does, does this person, um, love other people? Well, because if, if the first is not true, if that is not true, then that gift is not going to be able to produce fruit. Yeah. And so they may be very gifted, but they can also be gifted and fruitless. And yeah, and yeah. Paul says it has the gift has no value, zero value, mm-hmm. none. Not not a little bit of value, not oh that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but it needs to be refined. No, he says it it serves no yeah. value. Yeah. Um, if it, it's I not. am nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm reminded of something that you and your dad have said uh, over the years, and that's 
uh, character trumps charisma yeah. every single day. Yeah. And and if we don't allow the He Lord, got that from me. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can I quote you on that? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's just be between us. Um, and I'm, I'm also reminded of something that Elizabeth Elliot, I think it was Elizabeth Elliot mm-hmm. who said, the measure of our love is how much we're willing to be inconvenienced. Mm. Yeah. And I think that that's really the a good measure of how are we loving people and not yeah. just pursuing our own interests yeah. is because uh, like you said, I think love will at some point be an inconvenience to us. Yeah. Um, and are we willing to be inconvenienced for the sake of Christ, for the yeah. sake of the gospel, for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of loving somebody who, who needs that well, love. And, and for the sake of fruit. Yes. Like it should, we, we were not given these gifts for our own benefit. Yeah. We were given these things for the benefit of the body of Christ and for the benefit of for the benefit of the gospel. Yeah. Like again, we we can get such a we can get such a me centered faith going yeah. that we're like, oh man, I'm doing so good. I'm I'm doing all these things. No. Yeah. This was all a part of God's design to bring humanity back to him. Yeah. And 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 when we when we look at these things and we become possessive about these things, we are missing the intent of right. it. And yeah, yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, it also makes me think of of um, the Apostle Peter in his yeah. second letter in the New Testament. You know, he talks about adding, you know, moral excellence and mm-hmm. godliness and perseverance. But at the end of this little list, he says, um, "Add brotherly affection, and then With to love. that." love for everybody in that way it will keep you from being unproductive and unfruitful and so i love that he sort of wraps that whole list up of of all these things that we're supposed to be adding to ourselves it almost like flips the script at the very end okay don't just add all this stuff to yourself love other people and that's what will keep you from being unproductive and unfruitful and i think going back to what you said a second ago you know, Paul saying, if I have all these things, if I have all these gifts, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. Mm -hmm. I think that sums up why good enough isn't good enough. Yeah. If I can be so bold as saying it that way. Um, Because if we have all these gifts, um, it's not good enough. I mean, you really need to have love or otherwise you're nothing. And so um, a question I have is, we talked about um, if I have all the knowledge, Mm -hmm. but I don't have love, or if I speak in the tongue of men and of angels, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. I'm just a noisy gong, a clanging mm-hmm. symbol. Um, why is that not enough to just have knowledge? I mean, isn't the truth the truth no matter what? Um, why does love make such an important difference when we're talking about that? Well, because, look, when, when you look at love, go to, go to John, uh, the, first, the first epistle of John, uh, John chapter 4. It is, the, the entire chapter is about, is about God's love. Yeah. And, and, and he, he kind of boils it all down to this statement, God is love. Yeah. Um, when you when you look through Scripture, you look at love being um, love being the very basis. For God so loved the world that He gave everything that God does is motivated by yeah. this love. And so, um, perfect love cast out all fear. I mean, think about that in the context of God is love. So, so man, I'm I'm really I'm really struggling with with fear in my life. Well, perfect love. Well, there's only one perfect love in His. His, he, he, it is the Father, yeah. Um, and and his his love, his his presence in in perfection will drive out fear and in, yeah. in our life. And so, when when you go back and you look at this at this at this 
love in Scripture, mm. it it becomes the foundation for um, for everything that we do. And so, it's it's not. I, I want to make very clear: it's not that the gifts are not important. Right, right. The gifts are valuable. Yeah, but but the gifts were given, and 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 you don't have to be a believer to be a gifted person. I mean, just look in the world yeah. around us and look at how many incredibly gifted people there are yeah. that are living absolutely for themselves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and that's where that's where we begin to have this conversation about fruit. Yeah. And and Jesus says in Matthew that a, a tree that produces bad fruit or a tree that produces no fruit is is only good to be cut down and thrown into the fire. Right. I, I mean, those are strong hard words. Hard words. Yeah. Hard words. Yeah. And and he says that you will know know them. Who is he talking about? You will know followers of Jesus um, mm-hmm. by their fruit. And he's, yep. he's talking about, um, he's talking about prophets, false prophets and true prophets. Right. Um, and, and which, which means that those are, those are people who are, who are saying things that other people are listening to. And, and often whenever, you know, someone comes and they, they, they bring me, they bring me something that someone else says, my first response is always to go and look at the fruit in their life. Yeah. And if they have fruit in their life, well, now now their words actually have some value. Right. But if there's no fruit in their life, it, it may be a wise saying. Sure. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna build my life on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna make it a part of my my daily yeah living yeah. standard or model of living. Yeah. And and so what does he say produces fruit? Well, love. Right. L- love the. Those gifts being submitted to love, yeah. uh, the 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 expression of that love, right. and and he gives us a description of what love is. Love is patient. Mm-hmm. Love is kind. Love is not boastful. Love is love is forgiving. Love yeah. is not self serving. All of these all of these different things. So that when I see someone, you know, again, look at professional athletes. You know, yeah. um, they're. They're, they have these incredible gifts, and in many of them, you know, they're they're uplifting themselves. They're putting down other people. They're doing all of these different things. And I'm like, well, that's not, yeah, that's not, that's not love, you yeah. know. That's yeah. um, and so yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, I think too, something that you said um, uh, kind of sparked something in, in in me as I was thinking about something you said. You know, talking about the word of God being sharper than any two edged sword. Mm-hmm. And I think of you can misuse a weapon and oh, yeah. cause some damage, yeah. you know, if it's not done in the right way. And so I think the same with the word of God is if you misuse it, yeah. you know, meaning without love, you can really cause some damage and really yeah. have the opposite effect of what God intended for his yeah. word to be used. of. Yeah. And so um, I think that everything has to be looked at through the lens of love. Am I loving, yeah. you know, am I loving God? Am I loving myself? Am I loving my neighbor? Uh, yeah. You know, all these things. I mean, that's really what Jesus said. All of the law and the prophets hangs on love the Lord your God, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Love. I mean, it all yeah. comes down to that. And so, you know, even though we can say truth is the truth no matter what, I mean, yeah, that's true. That's accurate. That's yeah. not an incorrect statement. But how we wield the truth, how we yeah. use it, how we apply it um, really does become important. And, yeah. Um, yeah, the Bible is a precise instrument. Yeah. Um, it, it it deals it deals with with very um, it, it deals with very intricate places in our heart mm-hmm. and and that's what it says the, the word of God um, is is able to divide 
between all of those things. And so it's yeah. not it's not a blunt force instrument. It's right. it's a very it's a very precise instrument that that if you allow it to, it will get to the heart of what's going on. Which what I have found often is that if I can trace the root of a problem in my life, it it will not just uh, it will not just heal what the root of the problem was. It will affect a lot of things around it yeah, as well. Right. And and when we're just simply trying to so so let's talk about the gift for a moment. If if we're just kind of looking at the gift and we're trying to control the gift, mm-hmm. but at the core of it there's not love, yeah. then then it will always be used in such a way that again, like I said, it it may be impressive to some people, but it'll never bring transformation. Right. People may look at it and go, man, I, I really wish I was more like that guy. But but nothing in their heart will change. Yeah. Nothing in their nothing in their life will change. But if 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 we can get to the core of that, that says, you know, the core of this is really that um, I've been using this for me, and I allow the love of God to to enter into that place. It is going to affect the gift. Right. It, it's gonna have an impact. And and what's the effect? The effect is that the gift will begin to produce fruit. Right. And, and, and all of a sudden, we will become fruitful mm-hmm. um, in our relationship with God. Yeah, I love that. And one of the things I loved in your message was just the real practical application of Scripture. Um, you went through that 1 Corinthians 13 list, you know, love is patient, love is kind. Yeah. And you, you, in, you know, instructed us, encouraged us, applied, okay, put your name in that place, yeah. you know, is Travis... Kind is Travis no. patient? No, no. I know. I'm, I got a lot of work to do. I'm pretty unfinished. <laughs> um, but I thought that was a, a great way to again bring some practical application. Yeah. And so I was wondering if if there's somebody who's watching this or listening mm-hmm. to this video and they're saying, okay, I how can I become more loving? Yeah. Um, how would you encourage them? Is that something we just wake up and say, okay, I'm just gonna be more loving today. And that's, yeah. that's the key or how, if somebody is going through that listening, I need to work on this. I'm not patient with my kids or, yeah. you know, I'm not kind to my friends or my spouse or, you know, fill in yeah. the blank. How would you encourage someone to, to grow in love? Yeah. So it, 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 again, it can, it can feel like one of those things that's really out of reach yeah. for us. Um, but again, we have to go back to scripture. Like scripture is always the proving ground for these things. And so, um, the, the Bible says that that we we love, okay. So we love. What what does that love look like in my life? So we love because He first loved us. Yeah. And so I look at it and I say, Well, was God patient with me? Well, if God was patient with me, I can learn to be patient with other people. Yeah. God is God is kind. You know, God is love. God is kind. Uh, has God been kind to me? Yes. God's been God's been way more kind than I deserve. Right. Has, has he has God forgiven me? Has he held no record of wrong? Yeah, it says that he has actually, when I come into a saving knowledge of him, that he separates these things from me. And so if if the Spirit of God that lives within mm-hmm. us exists within us, then his love is within us. Yeah. And so the way that we begin to to become more of that yeah. is to lean into the love that he first showed us. Right. To, to deepen our love for him. And in deepening our love for him, we will become more like him. Right. And so it's not a matter of just going, oh, I just got to try harder tomorrow. Like, take a moment to reflect on what God has done for yeah. you. Find in you this, this, this humble adoration, yeah. gratefulness for what he has forgiven you for. And then he says, now go and do 
likewise yeah. in other people. And so it it comes it comes from having been loved by him. Mm-hmm. And I think that some people have never considered how much God really loves them. Right. Um, you know, when it all you have to do is consider how much it costs to redeem us. Right. You know, it was like it 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 required Jesus's willingness to lay down his life. It was costly. Yeah. But he was willing to pay the price to redeem us. And so, yeah, to become like that, it's going to be it's going to be costly, but it's 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 not out of reach if yeah. we consider what God has already done. Yeah, for those who have been forgiven much, love much. Yeah. And and that's not that that's not like here important context yeah. here. Yes. We have all been forgiven the same. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> For Bingo. all have sinned yes. and fallen short of the glory of God. That that scripture is so often used. It's like, well, yeah, you know, God forgave me of a whole lot. No, no, no. You don't yeah. understand. Yeah. It required the same the, the same cost mm-hmm. of Christ. Yeah for my life as it did for yours, as it did for anybody else's. And and sometimes we get to this point where we're like, well, I'm grateful that he didn't have to do... No. Yeah. It, it's the same. It's the yeah. same. Because Jesus said, you know, for those who have been forgiven little, love little. Yeah. Those who are forgiven much, love much. And we had... There comes that comparison, right? Yeah. Oh, my sin's not as big as this yeah. person's. Or and, that and, that was, or and that was the common thinking. Like, the Pharisees didn't think that they... Yeah, the, the the Pharisees had a love problem with people, right? And because in their mind they were holier than everybody else, mm-hmm. it resulted in them not loving people as well. Right. For those who recognize that without Christ, yep. I am nothing, which is all of us, yeah, which exactly. is every person yep. who's ever lived. Yep. They have a recognition that says, "Wow, yeah. I, I, I owe everything to Christ, and because of that." I give everything yeah. to him, and out of that, I love people the way that he loved yeah. me. Amen. That's good. Well, thank you so much yeah. for taking some time out of your day, and thank you so much uh, for joining us for another episode of Monday Moments. As always, please let us know if you enjoyed this uh, episode. Leave us comments, send us a message, an email. Uh, however you want to do that, we would just love to hear from you. Thank you so much again for joining us for another episode of Monday Moments, and we will see you next week.